<laughs> Welcome to the Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast 1993. I'm your host, Sean Patrick. With me is Amy Kay. Bonsoir. And MJ. Hello. Uh, we're talking about the movie Untamed Heart from 1993, directed by Tony Bill, starring Marissa Tomei, Christian Slater, and Rosie Perez. We should not be laughing so fast into the beginning of this movie. It's a, it's a fun watch. Um, Christian Slater plays a man who thinks he has a baboon heart. He does. Magic rubies. And magic rubies gave him... His dad was stealing magic rubies right. to heal him. And when the baboon found out, the baboon king baboon. found out yeah. that Christian Slater was dying, he ripped his own heart out of his chest and shoved it into Christian Slater's chest. As evidenced by the slash of a scar on his chest. <laughs> the yes, scar on his very, chest. It's very, um... It's so not Diagonal. What, right. It, again, it looks like he tried to have a heart abortion, really. <laughs> he did heart surgery in the back of a garage. Back alley with a coat hanger. That's what's happening. <laughs> I'm sorry, this movie is so fucking weird. <laughs> it really is. Oh my it god. Really Holy shit. So the whole thing proceeds as Marissa Tomei, who we establish as a whore right off the bat. <laughs> all, of her, all of her friends, the <laughs> conversation like, they have oh, with her. That's like, true, everybody like, did say that. She yeah. breaks up, her boyfriend breaks up with her, and they're like, okay, was this, oh, was this Dave? Was it Dan? No, it was Mark. It was no, it was Jim. Bill no, it was Bill. Bill. Yeah. And other Bill. There's so many Bills. So many Bills in this movie. (laughs) That's just Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is full of Bills. All Bills. Minneapolis, Idaho. Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So, and and, uh, so just uh, out of the gate, Marissa Tomei, I love her. I do love her. She's awesome. She's fantastic. But there are so many noises that she makes in this movie that are so upsetting to me. And they're just like little, like they're just noises. They're like, yeah. So many scene transitions are just for making that making noise. that noise. Yes. It's so weird. <laughs> and again, it takes place in Minneapolis. You know, I know us Midwesterners, and we we make a lot of weird noises. I get that, but I <laughs> I think that is something specific to Minneapolis. It maybe. feels like the editor just was listening for Marissa Tomei to make a a, a guttural noise, <laughs> and that's that's my cue. Yeah, scene change. <laughs> Scene's not over yet? We have to continue? Oh, shit. She didn't make the noise. <laughs> Follow him into the other dining room now. <laughs> that, that is the weird thing about this movie. is like it, The scenes are so strange. And, and sometimes they go on for too long. Or just when you think they're over, they start up again. Yeah. It's like it's like a person who's like trying to leave, but somebody keeps asking them questions. <laughs> it's like really awkward. Like those yeah. people you I just can't go. get out of your house. It's yeah, like, it's like this was. So fun. how's your mom? <laughs> I, she's she's good. I thought you were leaving. <laughs> Please leave. <laughs> um, you know, and, and again, you know, so she works at this diner that she bought the cigarette machine for, which we never got. <laughs> A, a, a payout on that whatsoever, right? I don't right? think never... she did. I think that was a bit they were doing. Uh, how... She was just trying to put them off. Like, they they joked that she owned the machine because she was trying to stop them from hitting it, and then that became a running gag in their flirting with her before they try and raped her. But she even said... She was talking about how much it cost it. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I, I think she was just in on the bit. I don't think she actually Maybe they it. should clue us in on the bit. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like confused. This. It I wasn't was the too. most romantic flirt. Because, uh, again, these two men do go on to attempt to rape her. That's true. That's yeah. true. And so that's, again, it, you know, it, it, it's not that she's not a likable character, but I really feel like, you know, we're starting this film off kind of weird, kind of, um, she looks kind of pathetic, basically. And and then, you know, she almost gets raped. Yeah. 
which again, so much anxiety watching that scene. Could not handle that. Had to go make my potato at that point. Was it effective or was it just like the idea? Of I think it was effective. Okay, so I think the that's scene, probably the, the only. Th yes, okay, yeah. I think that's the only effective scene. Um, necessarily in this film because everything else is pretty laughable in this oh, movie. oh god it's it's so slow it's <laughs> it, so slow it is it's very slow but the scenes don't end when they're supposed to <laughs> it's just well, like, thankfully her stalker was following her on her, way, yeah. on her way home when these two men attempt to sexually assault her right and uh he saves her so that's that's i'm glad he saved her Adam at the, the same time what we find out is is that he follows her home every night without her knowing it <laughs> And, More and. on that later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first step of their romance. But like it's, MJ's about to say, there's a lot of red flags. There, there is so many red flags. Yes. Agreed. So, What's the first one? <laughs> well, the first one I would think is that he does not talk. He doesn't at all. talk. He yeah. doesn't talk. Um, he just, he just kind of looks at her and stares. Like, you feel like would he doesn't say, really like her. Would you say you know? he's baboon-like? Okay, shut up with that! <laughs> baboon. I'm sorry. No. no. I can't believe this was one of Mom's favorite movies back in the day. It's so weird. Uh. Um, I would think... Uh, we have the, the first red flag for him. Yeah, not talking, but um, what about... Uh, Sitting there like a tuna. Like a tuna. <laughs> Which, by the way, this movie is so quotable. I had to take notes on my phone. It's yes, it's great. What did you? Which was what was the one that you took down? Let's see. Okay, mine was. Um, my life is like watching the Three Stooges in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that is which a good one. Admittedly, would be confusing. I guess that's yeah. It, it is confusing, <laughs> especially for someone that doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> The, the one that, um, the, I think the, the quote that confused me the most is that you had to be barfing up things your grandma ate. Mm. Said by one of the yeah. almost rapists. Willie Garson, which by the way does, is so weird. It's so weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stanford Blatch would never say something like that. Um, but, so yeah, stuff like that that I just think were really weird. But like, uh, th th this movie... There are so many elements of creepiness in it from minute one. From yeah. minute one. Imagine you have been sleeping in your bed, and all of a sudden you wake up and there's a Christmas tree at the end of your bed. Just random. Yeah. Just random. A Christmas tree. This guy dismantles her dad's Christmas tree downstairs and puts a fresh one up in her bedroom. All without her knowing, while huh. she's asleep, while her family's asleep. No one heard him. <laughs> and again, I don't know if you've ever had to carry a live Christmas tree somewhere. And again, we're going up an entire flight of steps with that. Yeah. You he can't had, tell me. He had to have gone up one ornament at a time. <laughs> <laughs> what does she say if she wakes up in the middle of this? Oh my God, right? Like if he does jostle something that causes her to wake up. What, and, and the fact that she, I get it, like, when he found her, he brought her home, he covered up in, in, in his coat, put her on the fucking swing set out in below zero temperatures. Like three degrees outside. And then he, he This proceeds. is after he rescues her from the attempted rape. She's unconscious. Right. Kyle Secor has knocked her unconscious. Yep. And the, the great Kyle Secor. The great Kyle Secor. <laughs> knocks her unconscious. He carries her home. Uh, her top's still unzipped. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna zipped it for her. I mean, yeah. maybe he just he was maybe that's 
too creepy. That would be for him. too creepy, yeah. But he gets her he gets her back there, doesn't knock on a door, you know, again, anybody, no one believes in going to the hospital at all here. About this, just right. sets her down on outside in three degree temperatures. Then proceeds to watch her sleep Watches until her she wakes up. On the porch. Yep. And then creepily walks away without saying a fucking word. Yep. Like a fucking weirdo. Just, just stares at her. <laughs> And then walks away. He's got the weirdest hair in this movie. Um, he does. He she really can, does. She it's waits just... till the next day at work to confront him about this. Right. Yeah. Like, how, she even says, "How do you know Not where, where I day. live?" It was like a week later because she like, stayed away. She stayed away from work for like a week. She called off sick, which again, you've been through that kind of trauma. Fuck yeah, yeah you're staying home. I get it. Right. But then but, she, when the first thing she does is she confronts him about about this. Yeah, I thought she was gonna start yelling at him, and I'm like, okay. First, I was like. But he saved you, and then second, I'm like, no, that's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like, why, were you, why were you here? How did he know where she <laughs> lived? Like... And yeah, how do you know where I live? And it turns out he's been following her home every night for a long time now. Mm-hmm. To, now, to make, he says it's to make sure she gets home okay, and given what happens, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't like but it. Then, but then we find out later that he's also been sneaking into her house and watching her sleep during that time as well. Before they, I wanted you to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you've been watching? Yeah, because I know you were ready to say it. You're like, like, but he, he was gonna, he was watching. Yeah, her he sleep. was watching her sleep, and it was just like, uh, oh no, oh, no. There's a, again, back in the '90s, and I especially think during this period of time, especially since I was like a teenager when this movie came out, all I can think. Is like I could have written a better script than this, and it wouldn't be nearly as creepy. I don't know that there was something about probably women from the age of twenty four to forty five that thought this movie was fucking romantic. That is a th- like I don't get it. If you don't understand that women have been getting gaslighted for like ever yeah. about about men, yep. about what is supposedly romantic, <laughs> like it's been I've decades never seen of heart. decades of this shit that women have had to put up with. Oh. Being told that this type of behavior is romantic. Yeah. Where he's just the strong, silent type who sneaks into your room and watches you sleep. <laughs> no. No, not okay. No. Not no. okay. Never has been okay. Never has been. Never will be. No. If you're some kind of incel listening to this going, <laughs> that is totally my move. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, that's a great idea. Hey, uh, I do. <laughs> How else could you creep out a woman? I'm just I mean, going to start watching her sleep I, every night. I mean, I do it naked, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wakes up, he's got no pants on. Oh, like, my God. Oh. But see, no, that's like what would happen now. Because incels have identified themselves. So. Yeah. Christian yeah. Slater at least keeps his pants on, as far as we know. We can appreciate Canonically. That. Canonically, he is fully clothed while watching her sleep. Honestly, you know, as far as sex scenes go, he gets a good, you know, handful of booze. Oh. <laughs> and then he cries afterwards, which again... So let me set the scene here. This is the big romantic uh, moment uh, they're having together. Uh, they'd gone... She'd, she'd, she'd like, gone to his apartment, and mm-hmm. then she's like, can I cut your hair? <laughs> like you do. Like you do. She's cu- she washes his hair in the sink in the most uncomfortable manner of imaginable. Like he's just oh, yeah. breaking his back to get his head into the sink. <laughs> it literally hurt my neck looking at it. <laughs> and, then, and then they then they go to do the cut like in another room, and she's just about to cut his hair, and he just reaches up out of unbeknownst, un, uncharacteristic of anything at all, just reaches up, go- boob, hand on boob, uninvited. <laughs> Again, he's not talking, so it's even no, creepier. He's barely said yeah. a word. 
just he's just kind of staring at just kind of staring at her chest for a little bit and then hand boob and it was like at first i thought he was gonna like go up and just like grab the cheek kind of thing yeah like a romantic like cheek touch yeah yeah but then it's just like straight to boob titties here i come (laughs) (laughs) but of course, as any woman would, she finds this completely romantic. Totally oh, turned on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like her, her breathing becomes lip, uh, labored there for a second, and all of a sudden you're like, she's like, let's go to the bedroom. And then they're like, they're off. Yeah, then she ta- full-on Marissa Tomei boobs. To- and then he, you know, he takes his shirt off, and then he breaks down in tears once he looks at her boobs. Yeah. And she has to hold him like a mom. Mm. And cradle him. It's, it's so romantic. And that's how the scene ends. <laughs> if a guy did that to me, you gotta go. You gotta go. I don't want salt water on my breasts. <laughs> you fucking baby. No, I'm sorry. I guess contextually, <laughs> like, like he has at this point told her that he thinks he has a baboon heart. So yes. at this point, she does think he's kind of, you know, special yeah. in some way. Well, it's weird. So he has a baboon heart, yes. and she has squirrels in her stomach. <laughs> Actual quote: She has squirrels in her stomach. Actual so quote: That's what he makes her feel like is that she, that she has squirrels, squirrels in her stomach, and he's also considered a tuna. <laughs> Actual quote: What the fuck was this movie? <laughs> And they keep mentioning this guy in one scene, Bobby Las Vegas, and all I kept thinking of was Jackie Daytona. Yes. Because it's so like a Matt Berry character. It really Bobby is. Bobby Las Vegas. He's the only guy in Minnesota who had actually been to Las Vegas. He'd only been there one time <laughs> on a layover. He didn't even go down and gamble. He just no. looked at it from a window. <laughs> so whenever I say I went to Dallas, I literally sat in their airport. I never went to Dallas. <laughs> that, now he gets back and he's Bobby Las Vegas. Bobby Las Vegas. That's you know, you know Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Las Vegas. Well, his motorcycle. He put it down, <laughs> tried to avoid that squirrel. <laughs> this is a scene in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> These are characters who have never been introduced before. Just sitting there telling telling her the day she comes back from, from her time off. Yeah. About Bobby, what happened to Bobby Las Vegas? We got to hear this. I was, I was, because I was wondering. Yeah, and you know, and you know, these two characters—they're both named Bill, Bill, and they both both have their 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 mugs that say Bill in different font. Yes, yeah, which is like like once they come there that often that (laughs) they get their own (laughs) cup. Did they bring the mugs or are they? The, the I hope that they just just keep them there. Yeah, I would think bought them those. I used to keep Doctor Who, uh, you know, shot glasses at. Howard's. Because <laughs> yeah. I never knew when I wanted to have You were a bartender. I, I was a bartender. Yes, yeah, so that makes so. a little bit more sense. Just like regulars, you just have cups for <laughs> oh, your regulars. That's, oh, that's Bill. That's the only way he may, he's comfortable. He just walks in with his mug and sets it down. This is me. I'm Bill. Now see? Coffee. <laughs> that's so Midwestern, though. A white male thinking that he has the entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> Bill number one, Bill number two. Uh, you know, I love this place because everybody knows your name. Your co- your names are your coffee mug. <laughs> you want you here. It's also so, the easiest name to remember. It's so, true. You know, well, it's the, the director's Bill. name is, you know. Tony Bill. Tony, Tony Bill. Bill. I wonder if those were his mugs. I bet they were. <laughs> Could be. They said Tony on the back of them. <laughs> never saw him. Um, so anyway, you know. Yeah, you try to establish, like, it's, you know, Minneapolis, okay, if you've ever been there, it's not a homey small town city. It's huge. And, you know, they're just, like, in this one little subsection of it, which is the dirtiest subsection, especially where Adam lives. He right. lives in somebody's, he's squatting in a basement. 
basically. That is leaking water, but you know it's silverfish <laughs> everywhere. Well, let me, let me to set the scene, because this is a weird scene. She's come back now, and she's obviously very paranoid. She doesn't want to walk home. She's told her brother to come pick her up after her shift, which ends at yes, 2 a.m. Yes, He doesn't show up. So now she has to walk home. But thankfully, her stalker is ready to walk home as well. <laughs> he, he, he then Perfect does, timing. He then, he then does walk her to his house. Yes, yes. Not no. hers. His house. Walks her to his house. Invites her in for ice cream. Mind you, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> it's 2 o'clock in the morning. You're fucking tired. <laughs> and then proceeds to take off his jacket and, ha and have a seat and start eating ice cream. And then she's like, gotta go. Gotta go. Walk home by myself now, which is what I didn't <laughs> want to fucking do. Yeah, but his, I wanted his I wanted his apartment to have, like, smell-o-vision, though. Because it felt like... Have you ever been to, like, a really old library in their basement? And it just smells like mold and sadness. Because that's what I imagined this room smelled like. He's got wet books everywhere. So that's why she wanted to get the fuck out of there, yeah. I think. But then they ended up having sex in there, so now she probably has... Eventually. Well, you know, they something. had sex at her house, actually. No, they had sex at his house later. Did they? Yeah, because you can see his books behind him. <laughs> but, uh, so, so that she does leave. And then, because this is more comfortable for him, apparently, he decides to follow her home. Yeah, <laughs> it's easier to be yes. the stalker. The stalker in me <laughs> needs to follow you Contextually, that's behind. a little easier for him. That's the same night that he also breaks in and puts up the Christmas tree. Yes. Which, by the way, her reaction the next day when she's, like, thanking him for the Christmas tree, I'm so glad you remembered. Yeah. Christmas? Right. <laughs> I'm so glad you remembered Christmas. They don't have Christmas at the nunnery. Well, okay, that, that was the thing. So I kept trying to remind myself, I'm like, okay, did they have a conversation that she loved Christmas trees? I, I like, I don't remember that. There, Yeah, there was the point where, um, he because he worked with Christmas trees yeah. and he always smelled like Christmas trees. Oh. And she so said he something remembered about that he nostalgic. smelled like Christmas. Because <laughs> <laughs> now that makes sense. <laughs> Let the scent of this tree remind you of me. Yeah. So wait, and this is the first time she's she's at that place, and she, you know, she she didn't even know that he had a dog. His dog comes yeah. rushing up. And she's like, oh, what's your dog's name? And he goes, I don't know. He never told me. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically said it like that, too. Like, there was no life in it. No joke, really. Like, no. you can't tell if this guy's kidding or not. Yeah. Or like, if, that may be an actual thing that I, he thinks. He, I, I really I, think I he's on the spectrum. I don't think he... I, I don't think he... I think he meant it. Yep. He meant that this I, dog had never, never told me. <laughs> never told me. We're going to call that dog Claire from now on. <laughs> Claire. In tribute to Little Lemon. <laughs> That's, I think the dog's real name is Jürgen Prochnik. I think it is. Uh, yes. If it's not, yeah, it is now. <laughs> it makes sense for the time when everyone was naming their dog Jürgen Prochnik. Everyone was naming their dog Jürgen back then. My dog right couldn't, here is named Jürgen. Couldn't go ten feet without meeting a dog named Jürgen. Oh my god. No. <laughs> no. It's or crazy a 90s. small child. Named Jürgen. Yeah. Named Jürgen. So many There's like of five of them days. in my kindergarten this class. Is... Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, they montage us a couple times. They hang out a lot. They they do. I guess they buy a car together. Which I did. Okay. That's a perfectly normal thing. And, and then the cars were so big. Was the, so big. It was, was 93. The, we had like little hatchbacks by then. Was the car in tribute to, uh, I'm never going to be sexually assaulted again? <laughs> yes. I think you're right. 
I think we also missed at some point they just moved in. Did together. they? Did they? I was confused he, about that. Well, so she was saying, um, we're home now. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'm assuming that they both lived oh. there then. And they were both going back to the same place but he was still like he still seemed uncertain about how she felt like he, he gives these monologues where of course he has to pause <sighs> so long and in between every word that she said she literally gets confused and starts answering questions because he stops in the middle of his pause Absolutely. and he has to go back and say no i wasn't done yet <laughs> multiple times Speed it up. Like, he has he has many ethan hawk like, reality bites she says here. i love you and he goes and his response is well i'm not sure uh do you think maybe no, wait. Do you think maybe you love me half as much as I love you? See, and that was almost <laughs> as long as it was. I think you shortened it just a little bit. <laughs> God, that took forever. It and you really did. This is after she says I love you. Like, dude, she's all, she just said I love you. I and he still seems confused. His look of confusion, by the way, is the thing that should be on the poster because he's confused by everything. <laughs> you look at him, he yeah. kind of does look confused like, on the front. She, she says to him at one point, I brought back your jacket. And he just looks like... Like he'd never jacket. heard of a jacket before, ever. Jacket. What jacket. Is jacket? Searching, searching. <laughs> um, jacket. Jacket. The, 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 the warm thing in the cold. <laughs> How do you go from like having so much <laughs> charisma... Shut up! Jurgen, get over here. <laughs> How do you go from having so much charisma, like Christian Slater had, yeah, and pump and up like, the volume? Pump up the volume. Cops. And then, yeah, and it's like, oh, by the way, you barely have any lines in this <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> you know, when we hired Christian Slater, let's have him not talk. <laughs> let's give him a, a fully aesthetics. silent character for this guy who's known for his monologues and his intensity. Because that won't great. be that won't be weird. That intensity won't be weird when he's just not saying any fucking thing at all. No, why would it? I yeah. I mean, you're just you're basically just stealing all of the life out of Christian Slater, and you're repackaging him and selling him to us like at half price. Here, this is it was just in the soundtrack. I mean, the sound of this movie. Oh, the sound design was horrible. Sound design, like they clearly like worse than this show. Yep. Like yeah. <laughs> And that's saying something. It sounded like they were in a tin can the entire it, it movie. It sounded like they were recording on the mic on the camera for every scene. Like they <laughs> they lost the mics, like the mics that they were using in the room. They lost that. They had to use the onboard mic for everything. They couldn't afford a boom mic. Well, I mean, it, it only cost six million to make this film. <laughs> And then none of that went to the boom mics or, or any sort of thing. But yeah, you mentioned the soundtrack. The soundtrack is hilarious. <laughs> because every song has to be about what you're seeing. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. character, like he's, you know, he's got a baboon heart. Canonically, he is baboon. Yeah. yeah. So the movie opens with the song Nature Boy by Nat King Cole. <laughs> but then smash cuts to Tom's Diner because why? Marissa Tomei works at a diner. She does. <laughs> and then after all of that scene, there's Bad Boys. Because, uh, because yeah, the song Bad Boys is on a, uh, they're playing it in the diner on a, uh, what do you call that, a jukebox? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and of course it's because he's kind of a bad boy. You oh, see? Oh, yeah. He is the baddest boy. <laughs> He's a bad boy. He's brooding. Every girl He's brooding. I love the brooding tuna. <laughs> um, Literally call him a tuna. <laughs> I 
I mean, we had to rewind it just to hear it again. That's the same with the, with the squirrel line. Oh, it's Rosie yeah, Perez, too. I'm yeah. sure. That's what... Sitting over there like a tuna. Like a tuna. Um, my... The ultimate line. My favorite line. Is magic records and a baboon heart. You almost got me believing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he don't make sense. I don't make sense. Together we make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Minnesota part? Yeah, yeah. Marissa Tomei, that uh, dodgy Minnesota <laughs> accent. Is... She really got the heart she in the She tried so did hard. Try. Like, I love Marissa Tomei, and she's doing her damnedest, but, like, her trying to pull off Minnesota is just a little yeah. bit much. You can't. You can't overdo it. It's not Marge Gunderson. <laughs> she does. It sounds like she wants to be Marge Gunderson. It sounds Gunderson. like she's doing Marge Gunderson on stage at the comedy store. <laughs> So we know the sound design was bad. Um, ADR was terrible. Oh. Yes. And you pointed that one out. Was it when they were walking? Yes, it was when they were walking down the set of stairs, and it's just like, he looks like he's saying something completely different <laughs> to what... He's, he's like chewing something. He's not even like... He's fully silent. He's like, oh. <laughs> this is inner monologue that you can hear. Oh, yeah. They're, they're communicating telepathically. <laughs> Oh no, that's terrible. It's so romantic, though, it you is. know, when she's wishing upon a star. <laughs> when she yeah, wishes no. upon a star. And she wishes upon a planet. <laughs> uh, that, that's Mars. That's Mars. You, you just fucking wish, moron. You just wished on Mars. <laughs> you dumb fucking idiots. <laughs> Screenwriters, a little tip for you. If you, if you want to be romantic, just start talking about stars. Stars. That's true. That's, that's every, every movie. Women All love stars. Stars and men just being in their bedrooms at night watching them sleep. Oh god. Nothing and more romantic. Every time I think about that, and I even I even showed Sean what I look like when I'm sleeping. <laughs> Usually there's drool, like my pillow's wet. <laughs> like she's snoring really you imagine she's got like she's got sleep apnea, so it's just him. <laughs> She keeps making those cutesy noises in he's her kinda, sleep. He's kind of worried, like he might have to start her breathing again. Be better. No, she's on a CPAP machine when she goes. To sleep. <laughs> Shh, Jürgen, get over here. Oh my god! You know, it just reminds me of what someone would think if they watched uh, my roommate sleeping. Oh. She sleeps face down, like, and yeah. then with her feet bent at the knees, oh. up in the air. Yeah. Sean used to have no. Sean's friend David does that. Used to do that in grade school. Well, and your roommate also sleeps with her eyes open too, which is fucking she, weird. Well, ah. She doesn't sleep with her eyes open. If someone comes in, her eyes will open automatically to look at them, but she's not she's actually not awake. awake. She's still. A, it's weird. It's fucking weird. Now, see that that would be funny if you walked in on her like that. Like that would be fucking. Funny. Canonically, Christian Slater is her sleep is her sleep demon. Sleep, her, sleep paralysis sleep demon. Paralysis yes, yes, demon. indeed, indeed. I agree. Um, yeah. So, I mean, again, sound, ADR sucked. Soundtrack sucked. Aside from the, I, I love Nature Boy's a beautiful song. I, if yeah. You, in Moulin Rouge. Uh, John Leguizamo sings it. Yeah. And uh, he's singing it about uh, Ewan McGregor, who's really sad. It's right at the opening of the film. It's beautiful. Right. It is gorgeous. And I, I like that. And I like Tom's Diner, just because that's like 
REM covered that. You know, it's like it's one of those things that just means a lot to me. But the use of it is very funny. It is because she works <laughs> at a diner. diner. You get it? Yeah. You get it? Yeah. You put two and two together. Um, well, and it was a remix too because that song had come out a couple years earlier yeah. than that, and they did the remix of it. But um, I yeah, you know what we're forgetting is Rosie Perez, who we who we adore. So Minnesota. Rosie so oh, <laughs> when you think I, of Minneapolis, <laughs> I think of Rosie Perez. You think of Rosie Perez. I do have to say, I like I, I love that she she was very much Rosie in this. There, yeah, she's not putting she's on awesome. an accent. No. There's no Minnesota accent here, and That's she's like, a, again great actress. I love her. Um, she was in Fearless with Jeff Bridges, and I they just worked so beautifully together in that film. Um, but we were all thinking, like, their relationship, like, Marissa Tomei and Rosie Perez should have been together. Like, they had more chemistry together. They the, did. I mean, they flirted better. Yeah, they <laughs> flirted better. <laughs> they had, a, they, they had an like, ice skating date. They would get, like, close to each other, like, physically, yeah. and you're like, I know female friendships are close, but, like... <laughs> no, but this is, like, kisser. This, Kiss her. This was like they had their chemistry speaking to each other. Mm -hmm. Just better because Christian Slater can't talk in the movie. Yeah. And uh, Rosie's favorite, or the best line of Rosie's was early on when she was talking to, and their boss is fucking worthless at the diner. Seriously. He hates all of his employees. He hates everybody there. It's like, why do you own this business? Right. But she calls her, she says to her boss, she's like, you are like wet sand in my underwear. (laughs) And I thought, and that's, I had to put that in in like bold face because it cracked me up. So I want to talk about the, she invites him over for New Year's Eve. And in in the move that honestly I can identify with a little bit, he shows up and doesn't go inside or tell her that he's there. (laughs) He just sits down on her porch and pets a cat and apparently he'd been doing that for two hours. Yeah, 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 <laughs> when yeah, yeah She yeah, finally yeah. realized that he was there. <laughs> when she finally realizes that he was there, like she goes out to see him and and talk to him, and he's like, "Yeah, you've been. So I got here about ten, and it's almost midnight. <laughs> so he's been sitting on the porch just petting a cat. Now that's me at every party in though, Minnesota too. winter yeah. for two hours. New Year's Eve, you know it's fucking freezing <laughs> out there. <laughs> Gotta be like ten degrees. I don't outside. really want to see my girlfriend, but I'm fine with her cat. <laughs> I can't stand crowds. Let's go to the hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I won't even go inside a New Year's Eve party, but he, big, he has yeah. big stadium. Give me give me that arena. Yeah. Of course that did kill him. That did kill oh, him. It did. Too in, much uh, stimuli. Spoiler, spoiler alert, he dies. Yeah. We probably should have told you that at the beginning. Like <laughs> I should have led with that. <laughs> He dies, right? He could get. He could get. Like they tell him, okay, this, the the uh, the rapists come back and they and they stab him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat him up and they stab him in the gut. Yeah. And he goes to the hospital and the stabbing is not the problem. His heart is the problem. Right. Gets stabbed in the gut, but it's fine. It's fine. fine. His heart is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a congenital heart problem because it's a baboon heart. You see. That's just a story. <laughs> Magical rubies. Magical rubies. Is that just a story? (laughs) How do you explain magical rubies? He lived in the jungle, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) That whole thing about... Can you just imagine ripping out your own heart and be like, here, you have mine, you know? The guy just throw it in his open chest wound. (laughs) How would you even do that? It's like someone open his chest and take out his heart. I'm going to throw this in a few seconds, but I'm going to that quick. I'm going to need a moment to get my heart out of my own chest. Also, I'm a baboon trying to tell you this. Right. 
Wild Kingdom presents. <laughs> fucking baboon tore my kid's chest up and it threw his own heart into it. What the fuck? He's his got dad, His dad's perspective on the story must be wild. Oh my god. <laughs> the fact that Adam is an orphan and Rosie Perez's character says, I've never met an orphan before. <laughs> it was like the weirdest line. You've really? never ever met a kid. She's never met pants. a Dickensian orphan who lived on the streets and panhandled. A and stole wallets. Just a tuppence. <laughs> You know, I think all of them live in the nunnery. They I just yeah. live in the nunnery. Which, again, that, that the opening to that film is still, like, that sepia tone stayed throughout this film <laughs> until we got Marissa Tomei, like, wearing red or lipstick. It was like, oh, God, finally somebody looks bold in this film. Finally somebody wiped off the lens. Yeah. Of the com- <laughs> so much Vaseline. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so... He could live, though. So he could live. If he got a heart transplant, that he, he he could live. But he tells her that he's worried that if he got a different heart, he wouldn't love her the same. That's not how <laughs> love works. And she explained that to him, but he still didn't <laughs> nope. get it. Then why? But wait, MJ. But wait, why more. does it hurt here when you're not around? Oh, God. And he holds his chest. That's... Oh! And then she holds his chest. Oh, God. It's... The earnestness. We kept waiting for her to kiss the scar, but she never ah. did. <laughs> I'm very glad that it didn't happen. I wanted her to lick the scar. Oh, God. No, when it's got that, one. That, is a, that is a trope that can, can, not, can, can go away. It's in my That's fan fine. fiction. I think they do that in Lethal Weapon, actually. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. They do. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, don't they lick each right. other's scars? Like, that's a thing. Like, yeah. They, after they go through, they do this whole thing. Like, they did in Loaded Weapon, where he showed off all of his wounds, and she showed off all her wounds. That's right. In yeah. Lethal Weapon, they're, he's like, he and Rene Russo are, like, showing off each other's, like, things that have happened to them. I got stabbed here. I got shot here. And then they start making out, and the thing is, like, the whole trip is, like, going over each other's bodies. Uh, uh, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> no. I just, I don't know. Grab, See... your, grab your safety animal. <laughs> <laughs> Perito! You know, it's, <laughs> it's even funnier since in um, Loaded Weapon, they didn't actually sleep together. Yeah. <laughs> they only smoked. Yeah. For a minute. <laughs> Great bit. Oh, when my you were God. talking about that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, a great show. Going back to Le- Loaded Weapon, because it's so much better than this movie. <laughs> so much like, better. They show, they show them in bed, getting into bed together to have sex. They cut to a clock that says 1210, and goes, then a clock that says 1211. Like within seconds. <laughs> back. Hands back, and they're smoking cigarettes like it's they had so the best good. sex of their life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, sex yeah. scenes in this movie were not like that at no. all. No. Because the first one is just him basically... It pre-ejaculating. I That's mean, it. it's a, That's he, it. He, and, and crying. He sees her boobs. He comes immediately and cries. And then she holds him while he cries, <laughs> which is I know very relatable to so many of you. <laughs> <laughs> technically speaking, that's not how this works. No. When it goes well, it doesn't. It's not like that. <laughs> Just thinking. There's this show called Misfits, and there's this line where he says, "Have you ever had a crank? What's a crank?" Crying when you're wanking. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine who says it. Oh, so good. It's oh, so good. That just that just reminded me of that. Just, oh, sex, sexuality, sex, and all of its greatness makes everybody cry. I, but I canonically, this guy, yeah. first of all, he he was born in a jungle because that's where he got the baboon heart. I just heart. don't believe that. He was, he was born in a jungle and then raised in a nunnery. 
for most of his life, and then apparently went right to working at a tree shop, a tree store, and a and he's and a busboy and a busboy and a diner. He's canonically here. I would assume he's a virgin, so he has no idea no. what anything. That's why the boob thing is like really surprising. Like he knew what to do in that moment. Well, that, okay, yeah. But <laughs> I like I, I'm a man. I like boobs. <laughs> boobs. boobs. Honk. <laughs> we basically did. He just honestly it was. It was like honk. It was like a little honk. It was. I don't. Uh, what 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 confuses the fuck out of me? And as somebody who knows about heart issues and you know heart congestive heart failure things like that, how did going to a hockey game stimulate him so much to kill him, but yet sex? <laughs> Didn't kill him at it's all. Fine. I, your it's heart totally rate goes fine. very high. Again, we saw how he has sex. <laughs> it's just, a, just cry. It's just a moment with his pants on, <laughs> looking at boobs, and crying. But we infer later on that they did the dirty. Maybe. Twice. I mean, you're assuming. We didn't see it. I just yeah, let, they could have just cried again. <laughs> he, he could have been wearing a full jeans and shoes oh, in that yeah. scene. We just took off his just would break up with him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, no, I, no that sex she for doesn't, you. She doesn't break up with him after he romantically confesses that even before they'd actually spoken, he's he'd been, been breaking been into her, breaking her, house, into her and, house and yeah. watching her sleep every night. Fucking creep. <laughs> it's, so it's so romantic. It's so romantic. romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> But, like, why is that... Tell me why that's a romantic fantasy from this... Like, it lasts even through, like, Twilight. Like... Yeah! <laughs> you, know what, but you know what it reminded me of? You know the, the thing that you wrote about, like, the, um... The, the, the dying ingenue? I yeah. was getting I was getting a little bit of that kind of a vibe. Like, especially in the 90s, we would write these movies where, whether it was a man or a woman, it's like, of course they're gonna die at the end, because why can't anyone be happy? You know? <laughs> but I, I just got... I, I started thinking about that. It's like... I don't know. You would be a more interesting story if we would have had him in the jungle and then the nunnery. Like, I would have been curious. That is a more interesting story than what we see. Right. Like, being told that as opposed to actually seeing some of that. And then have Rosie Perez be one of the nuns. Like, I just would have rewritten this entire film. I'm sorry. I want, yeah. you, I want you to cast your mind back to to a night where he, before they've even met, where he's, he gets her to her house about 2.30, makes sure that she's gone to bed, Gets inside however he gets inside. <laughs> and then from about 2.30 in the morning until about whenever she wakes up around 9 a.m., he's just there. <laughs> so, and this is pre-cell phone. Right. So like, what? He's not sitting there playing, like, you know, Roblox on his phone or some shit. <laughs> like, he's not on Twitter just scrolling. No, no. So he's just sitting he's there just staring, just at, staring her. at her. At least bring a fucking magazine. <laughs> bring a book or something. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you do? I, I think writers don't think about this no. stuff. They don't take the time to, to consider this. It's now, the writers that think that it's romantic, too. Funny thing. The movie The Hider in the House with Gary Busey yeah. thought of this. They thought of this, and they had him... Gary Busey's living in their attic. He's created a room for himself in the attic of and his no home. nobody knows he's there? Nobody knows he's there. Ew, ew. <laughs> and he sneaks down at night and sneaks into Mia Rogers' bedroom and watches her sleep. And what happens is, he falls asleep watching her sleep, and... The kid, her kid comes in to wake her up, like, Mom! And he just narrowly just slips out of the room, <laughs> just in time. If you ever catch a Gary Busey in your attic, 
You need it doesn't to call go Crime well. Stoppers. It doesn't go well. It That's terrifying. Well. It'd be worse if it was Nick Nolte. There's a great, I got, I mean, to, not to get off on a hider in the house tangent, <laughs> but uh, there's a scene where like Mia Rogers discovers his little thing in the attic, his yeah. little house in the attic, and he's sneaking up behind her, and he's out of focus, but you know it's Gary Busey because you can see his bright white teeth. Oh, they're so big. <laughs> they're so big. Even out of focus, oh, you can God. see his teeth. What year was that movie? Oh, I don't know. It might be coming up this year. I don't know. Shut up. Mia Rogers is still making movies? <laughs> Mimi Rogers. Oh, Mimi Rogers. Yeah. Mia Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Michael that. McKeon's her husband. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, they were both on the X-Files. Uh, credit to uh, Allison Fregler and Phelous for that movie. Oh, God. Uh, that's one of theirs that I watched. It's really fantastic. Wow, so that's a new movie. Like, So these ideas that... <laughs> Just let a, a rando into your house to watch you sleep. I mean, I... Oh, no, they, nobody's letting him in. Oh, no, he just, no one no, knows. Not let in. They're sneaking in. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the thing. It's... Yeah. But again, to be fair to Hyder in the house, he does that without telling anybody, and he is a creep who's trying to, who ends up trying to murder them. So that's it's normal. That wouldn't make sense. Wow. <laughs> Here, it's supposed to be romantic. Christian Slater's basically doing the same fucking thing. Oh. And it's supposed to be fucking romantic. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that Stephanie Meyer watched this and said, that's what my vampire is going to do. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You know it because, I mean, he does the very same thing. The he way, does. He, I mean, the thing is, like, he can, like, fly into her, yeah. you know, her, her bedroom, and then they try to have sex, and he throws her across the room. And <laughs> that was kind of hot, though, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was, I'm, I'm into that. I was into that. I wasn't into this movie. It's like, no, Weird. because... Where are we getting this from again? Twilight. Oh, what? when does he throw her across the room? Remember, she goes up, like, she. they start kissing, they're making out, <laughs> and he's feeling it, and he's feeling it, he's feeling it, and, he's like, and he had to throw her, remember? And she went up against the wall and then down under the bed. Because he was going to bite her. Yeah, because he was going to, he's really getting into it. Oh, I didn't, oh, I don't remember that part. I haven't watched the movies in a while, though. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, there's no reason to watch them. They're not any good. Um. <laughs> I had a Twilight party once. You did. I was almost thirty. You had you had full Twilight cutouts. I did. We took pictures of them and then we drank margaritas until we passed out. We were gonna have a Twilight. We were gonna weekend. We were gonna. You we can do were. That. You can make that your Super Bowl. Shut up. <laughs> we're just gonna watch Untamed Heart four times. <laughs> now that I know Stephanie Meyer ripped it off. <laughs> I'm gonna make a movie called I mean, Red Flag Man. I mean, the dialogue makes sense. I it mean, does. It absolutely this, does. This feels like the kind of thing Stephanie Meyer could write. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I said, if I could write this at 12, Stephanie Meyer could write this at 40. Or 50 or whatever she is. <laughs> Jurgen, get over here. There's a scene in this movie where they just talk about fishing for like two minutes. Like, huh. remember that? We're watching this movie and they just yeah. like go into talking about fishing gear. In this movie? In this movie. You don't remember that? I think I fell asleep. It was, it was the Bills. The Bills were talking about fishing gear. Oh, oh okay. yes. Yeah, I didn't really care about the Bills as much as you did. <laughs> no. It was... They were talking about... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she was getting stuck. Oh, she was putting coffee in the coffee maker. That was the best scene. <laughs> I think. <laughs> this movie needed to be an hour and 47 minutes long. I, I want the Bills to have their own sitcom. <laughs> By the way, once again, just to credit Loaded Weapon, hour 23 minutes, fucking genius. Fucking genius. <laughs> you, you know what? That movie got to the point, made us care about it, and then left us happy. Yeah. Yes. 
Amen. Amen. I unlike this movie, which has left us happy in all the wrong ways. All the wrong ways. <laughs> like sand in my underpants. <laughs> Untamed heart is like sand in your underpants. Wet sand. Wet sand. Specifically, that's the key. It- the key point is it's wet sand. Wet sand. Yes. Because that is worse, I guess. Oh, it feels weird when I'm thinking about it, I'm telling you. It's evocative. <laughs> You'll never get it all out, though. Uh, <laughs> it's a bad thought. It's yep. a bad uh, thought. Imagine, like, I can only imagine chasing. that's even worse for a woman. <laughs> it, it's going to get up in there. But then, you know, if you if you were a dude, you're going to get those granules up in places you don't want them to be. Like wet sand Again, in my underpants. Think about these things before you write them. I, have. <laughs> I mean, just just take a minute. Just take a minute and think about what you're implying here. Hire an editor. <laughs> I mean, or five. You, yes. They did. He only edits on the sound of Marissa Tomei's guttural noises. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Aunt May, but God! <laughs> so bad. Oh, this movie. This movie. Yeah, I'm not going to miss it. Whew. it. It's something. It is. I, I mean, at least they weren't really... There's not like a really sweaty sex scene. No, and no. I was bummed out about that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be bad, at least be moist. <laughs> Nobody's moist in Minnesota. It's too cold. It is way too cold to be moist. I know, but he lived in that wet basement. (laughs) You'd think somebody's going to get wet somehow. Surrounded by silverfish. There's so many silverfish down there. (laughs) Well, you know, it was raining at one point. Like, you thought it was winter, and then it started raining. raining. He had buckets on his bed. Yeah, when she said it stopped. Yeah, she said it stopped, and it was just like... The sound design is fantastic. (laughs) She's like, she says, oh, it stopped raining, and then the rain, you hear the rain stop. Yeah, like, right, right then. That's when they all in the crew had to get tetanus shots from filming in that fucking place. God. Ice cream containers everywhere. <laughs> so much disease. Every time she comes over, she he offers her ice cream. Yeah, every time. Every time. Like he's a fucking 12-year-old. And, like, this is... and she always responds and like she's always just kinda like, huh, ice cream. <laughs> like she like she did that. It was really weird. It's like, what is so confusing I think, or conflicting about ice cream? I, I in defense of Marissa Tomei, I think she had to make her character dumber to justify uh, his character. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. That's why she's wishing upon Mars. And <laughs> I, I do that a lot, though. I think I think she had to act down to, to the Whoa. performance that he's giving. She had to yeah. carry this movie on her back like a boulder. <laughs> Because yeah. no one else was going to do it. No. No one else was going to do it. She's so adorable. She's adorable. She's completely She's adorable. Completely beautiful. Again, I mean, great actress, but... Absolutely wow. wrong movie to follow I, uh, my cousin Vinny. Right? Like, the complete wrong movie. Like, for, I guess she's not a teenager, but, like, they don't know how to paint this character in a believable way. She yeah. lives with her parents. But she's also like a cosmetology student, I guess. Yeah, which which we don't really get a whole. We get like one line about it, and then she goes in for an exam. Yeah, and then she pointlessly. There's there's this woman just pointlessly pulling focus about. Don't cut my hair too short. (laughs) She's got like three fucking hairs on her head. By the way, dude, you're lucky if I right. And she's just like short. No, I don't want to see short. It's too cold. 
Yeah. Every time, oh. every time she goes to cut something, ah, don't do too short. You should get your manager. All right, Karen. <laughs> this lady, you're wearing a wig. Yeah. <laughs> when you leave here, you're going to be wearing a wig. So it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She's balding. This woman is balding. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean she can't have her hair cut. <laughs> her hair is cut. I mean, you need to trim it to get it under the wig. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. She shouldn't be upset. No. But yeah, I mean, and then, and then she she had a weird friend there all of a sudden that seemed like he'd been in the film the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he was just like main, talking like... Main yeah, character everything. energy coming yeah, off of that totally. guy. Like, they, all of a sudden she's like... I, I forgot what she even said, but he's like, it's all right. You know, like, like they've been... We should have known this character for... I, bet, <laughs> I think he was in it, and then they cut his scenes. His name is Leon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Later on, he went out. He went on to open his own boutique. Yeah. Um, she came to visit. Got her hair done got there. Her hair done. They had a whole life outside of this movie. Now, see, I would watch that as a sequel. <laughs> yes. Because you know why? Christian Slater's character's dead. <laughs> he dies. And and she can move on maybe with a guy who has a normal heart. I. She only dates men who have baboon hearts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fetish, it's a new, actually. It's a new thing. This for is actually her. she. This awoken something oh, in her wow. that she didn't know was there, and it's a, it's a love of men with baboon hearts and the brains of twelve year olds. <laughs> Can I uh, <laughs> get some blood work before we go out on our first date? <laughs> <laughs> you have to have the emotional intelligence of a twelve year old <laughs> and a baboon heart. Otherwise, she can't reach climax. <laughs> Can you cry on my chest for a couple minutes? Oh, God. <laughs> now that, I would watch this a movie is, just about that. This is the Neil Jordan version. <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch's Untamed Heart. I would love that film. <laughs> the heart bursts out of Christian Slater's <laughs> chest, and she just cradles it. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> But it would be better than this it movie. Would be than <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kept. I kept. She raises the heart like a little eraser head baby. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Until she finds a man she can shove it into, like the baboon did. Shut up! I know this trick. <laughs> Have you ever heard of baboons? <laughs> let, let, let me get a screwdriver and open your chest <laughs> sideways. Rusty spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, given the angle of the cut on his it chest, like a rusty spoon. apparently somebody did that with a spoon. <laughs> I would watch this if it's just as you described it. <laughs> We're making a better movie. I kept thinking, I'm like, why don't I remember certain scenes? You know what movie I was thinking about? Hmm. Bed of Fucking Roses. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is also another Christian cheesy Slater. Christian Slater movie. Yeah, that was terrible. It was awful. awful. Unwatchable. Oh, God. Gave us that awful Bed Bon Jovi song. Oh, Bed of Roses. <laughs> what a piece of shit that was. Oh, God. Just a so total sellout ballad. Ugh. Didn't he die in that movie? Oh, he probably did. I'm sure Christian Slater died in that movie. The movie we haven't talked he about that is the kind of a he similar... He died in Young Guns, too. The movie we haven't talked about that's similar to this one is uh, Return to Me. Yeah. All right, and which is a, the premise of this movie is wild, MJ. The premise is that David Duchovny's wife dies, and her heart is given to Minnie Driver to save her life. Mm -hmm. And then Minnie Driver finds David Duchovny, and they fall in love because he's got she's, she's got, got his, his wife's yeah. heart. Yeah. Yeah. But let me is, just say, how is that not fucking creepy? It is creepy, <laughs> but in the defense of that film, it was far more lighthearted. <laughs> I liked the characters better. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's Mini Driver, Driver is a delight in she anything delight. that she does. Absolute delight. And I think the soundtrack was better on that one, too. And the sound design on it was much better, I'm sure. I, I, they probably recorded with something other than the onboard mic. <laughs> <laughs> this movie ended up going on to make $64 million in the That's box office. Not, not a bad number. No. and that Well, I mean, again, if you're looking for... I, you can't even call it a rom-com. No. It's just a romantic tragedy. Yeah. It's a jungle tragedy. <laughs> Very strange. I was I was almost sure that in the end she was going to end up pregnant with a baboon baby. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie. I was very sure that that was going to happen. Well, she was and wearing this really like, heavy shirt once in the in the scene, and it looked at, like it looked like she was pregnant. That was during yeah. the montage, so yeah. you just expected they'd been together for seven years by that point. Yeah, or it felt like them. <laughs> The film felt like it had been on for seven years. <laughs> it had gone on for a while it at got, that It point. went on for too long. This movie... I've known these people for a very long time. <laughs> it feels very long a time. Oh, my God. Directed by Tony Bill. Tony Bill. What a name. Tony Bill. My parents didn't like him very much. <laughs> what other uh, huge films did he make in the 90s, and what... He's a director from now. I'll get up, don't worry. He was an actor uh, and a director. Tony Bill was? He was in the films as an actor. Um, he's a, let's see here. He had his, I'm trying to find his director stuff, but I'm finally his actor. Oh, he <laughs> familiar. Does he? Yeah. Like, he made movies in the 80s. Hmm. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Less Than Zero. Shampoo. <laughs> Come Blow Your Horn, which I think was a porn film. <laughs> um, Sounds like one. So he did, <laughs> he did My Bodyguard. Remember that one? Vaguely, yeah. It was Matt Dillon. Crazy People with Dudley Moore. Oh, Jesus, God. Ice Station Zebra. That was a huge film. Was Jurgen in that one? <laughs> no, that was 1968. I'm sorry. That, that's impossible. Uh, Jurgen's been in so many things. That's the point. It's, it's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> Five Corners with Jodie Foster and Tim Robbins in 1987. I don't remember that movie at all. He really, like, after this movie, he doesn't really direct much in terms of theatrical releases. We've got another one of his movies coming up. No, we don't. This year in 1993 called A Home of Our Own. Oh, God. Does that sound familiar? Yes, I'm clicking on it now. Kathy Bates? Um, Kathy okay. Bates. Um, oh, hey, Tom, what do you do? <laughs> uh, Tony Campisi. Mm. I don't know any of that except for Kathy Bates and Eddie Furlong. Yeah, it doesn't sound at all familiar, no. Um, Eddie, not for long. Oh. I was 15. <laughs> so I want to show you this, because I want to show you how he used to look. And then I, Could and you so, do this off the podcast and stop humiliating? Yeah. Why is he shrapnel on this ship? <laughs> in, he's not even on. Because he looks wait, like he's sick. Tell me, wait oh, to no. me. Oh, oh, oh. He's my age. I forgot we'll he's my age. We'll get to a home of our own later this year. Yeah. Because we'll have to watch that. No, we won't. <laughs> Why would we ever have to watch that? Maybe not for long. Uh, you kind of prepare yourselves for this uh, next week? Yeah. Um, it's The Crying Game? Yes! Eddie's going to love this movie. <laughs> Alright, let's see it's, how this goes. I think you're going to be a little traumatized, I'm not going to lie to you, but it's awesome. It's a really great movie. It's a great fucking film. Uh, Stephen Ray, Forrest Whitaker, Jay Davidson. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah, so that's next week? And uh, That's why I referenced Neil Jordan before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm terrified. But yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about that film quite a bit. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, no offense, Christian Slater, but this was a huge misstep in your career. This was not typical 
No. For Slater. I, 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 I appreciate him trying to go to a different dramatic extreme, but, like, dude, really? Yeah. 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 I don't know. You know, he made a few good movies, but then you think of, like, I didn't like Broken Arrow and shit like that. Like, he just got into some weird movies. The coolest thing he did recently was he was on Archer. They actually animated him and made him play Christian himself <laughs> as an FBI agent. That's great. Oh, it's fantastic. That's great. I've heard good things about Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. It was a TV show that was on a few years ago. Huh. I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know whether I've seen it. Really. It was super popular for a very short time. But, uh, yeah. I'll look it up. Rami Malek played a hacker. Oh, I remember that one. All right. Yeah. That's about that. That's about that. <laughs> favorite Christian Slater movie? Pump up the volume. That's everybody's favorite. Yeah. MJ, uh, did this? Did the plot of this remind you of any episodes of Supernatural? <laughs> uh, Who had the baboon heart? Sam or Dean? <laughs> uh, no, no. Magical rubies? Anything? <laughs> Come on, uh, they had magical rubies in that. Show. They technically had a no, no. they had a demonic Ruby that was just a demon named Ruby. Hmm. So there was something like that. They, they <laughs> Maybe do... that's the Ruby that Christian Slater was talking about that ripped <laughs> open his chest. And... Oh no! Not <laughs> Ruby demon. Could be. <laughs> um, just so you know, too, uh, if you're interested, our mascot Jurgen Prok now will be on our show in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. After I reach out to. Unfortunately, we had to cut him for tonight. We had to cut him. <laughs> Sorry, Jurgen. We keep having to push him back uh, on every episode. So. Especially when he's when he's got to make time in his schedule to That's be true. here. I mean, he's yeah. a busy guy. That's true. Being one of the biggest stars in the world. But I did find an email address to um, one of his management companies. So if we could get him on the show to talk more about his illustrious career, I'd like to do that. I mean, if you can find the time. Yeah, that's true. Which movies are you going to talk to him about? Rambo? All of them. All of them. Rocky. It, it'll Rocky. be. We might want to do greatest hits Back because if we tried to do all of them, it would be. It would be a very long podcast. Right. I'm saying. We'll talk about um, 2001: A Space <laughs> Odyssey. Um, I think. Uh, another. Which he, he taught. He taught Stanley Kubrick how to direct. That's true, and I loved when he was in Eyes Wide Shut. Oh my god, his penis is so big. So big. Like, he has an immense cock. It's crazy. Thanks, Jurgen. Not as, quite as confusing as Willem Dafoe's, but. <laughs> None of us. It kind of makes sense with Jurgen. I'm never going to understand <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Anything about him. Massive cock. Needlessly <laughs> massive. Well, we're glad you listened to Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us for PS Talk. Uh, <laughs> it's cock talk. Wait till next week. <laughs> You're going to have so much fun next week.